welcome to another edition of Two Guys in a Bottle of or whatever you're having. What's happening? Good evening, you <laughs> podheads. <laughs> Welcome to another edition. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Sunday the 23rd. Drinking and some episode what episode? 54. <laughs> episode 54. 54. Lost the lost the track of the track. And if you're dyslexic, it's 45. Yeah. Episode, yeah. Episode 45. Also a good good episode to listen to if you're uh, looking to dig back a little bit. But as you should. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, repeat, listen, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep doing it over and over. Like have a 24 hour you know marathon <laughs> well you could anymore i mean after 53 shows you could start at the beginning and just put it on a continuous loop and uh yeah, yeah. it could be it could be get on a good to, get a good bottle and just go on a bender and listen to <laughs> two guys in a bottle of for non, like three days non-stop non-stop see if it makes you snap dude we should do that we should just we should do like the never-ending episode i think we talked about that before just like a whole two guys in a bottle of right uh, marathon like Jerry's kids, get Jerry's kids. Over here. <laughs> oh, that'd be good time, yeah. man. That'd be some. That'd be fun. I'll be careful what you, know you say. What? I know. Be careful what I say. You know. So yeah, in the beginning uh, uh, of our little uh, intro, there, man, uh, said something about some Tangeray, and I almost thought about drinking some Tangeray, and uh, you said, "Oh well, there's some beef eater over there. Uh, finish that up." And there you like, go. All right. So I'm on a beef eater. A and, beef uh, eater. What do they call that? Squirt and grapefruit. Ruby, uh, ruby red. Ruby red. Yeah, ruby red squirt. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it a little better just than the regular squirt. It uh, it, it does. It, it gives you that uh, summertime little quench, something that you're looking for that you haven't had. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No. It's yeah, it worked out pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah. So we're doing the clear liquors. I'm doing the clear liquors. Yeah, thing. I'm just sticking to the beer. Mm-hmm. I'm just sticking to the beer because I'm not sure what the uh, what exactly the uh, robot bartender made up for us, but there yeah. is there is some type of uh, some type of uh, robot green. bartender green. It must be in dedication of the tree frog that's hanging out in our pool right it's now. It's almost the same <laughs> color as that tree frog that's been <laughs> snagging up the flies going around. Surf- in your pool. <laughs> so what what did uh, what, what did we come up? We called it. Well, I know what we called the name of the shot. It was called the robot shot. The robot shot. This okay. is we're doing the robot shot. Well, then I guess it doesn't matter what's in it. You know, no, it really point, doesn't. It just uh, yeah, we know that uh, we know that we've got a the robot shot. So that's like my customers that used to come in. You know, where I used to work, and uh, it's like you know, uh, I'll do a shot. What do you what do you recommend? I'm like, what you know, this is what we're having. Yep. Uh, there you go. Well, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll make something up, and we'll whip it up. So this is one of those whipped-up robot shots, right? That's fine. All right. That so let's fine. do it. We so, going to get this out of the way first thing? We're I not know. Gonna not, make, even, uh, not even five minutes. Not in. even five. Five minutes, please. <laughs> five minutes. Five uh, minutes, please. Alcohol is a way of life. Alcohol is my way of life, and I aim to keep it. And cheers here's to y'all. Here's the Homer tonight. Heck yeah. Yes. And, cheers. And the robot bartender. And the robot bartender for whipping these up, staying with the clear liquors. Mm-hmm. Ah, very well, very nice, very nice, very little smooth. Ma- little Midori in there. Well, if you want that recipe, little, little Midori. <laughs> we enjoyed it, but yeah, if you want that recipe, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a hold of us because you're gonna uh, have to go to the website, folks. Yep, yep, for sure. Get for- on the website. Get on the website. Get on the website. 
go yeah. to the website. You know, that's what's funny too, because um, you know, I've been talking about all the, you know, all the other places that I've seen. You know, with uh, I mean, Twitter's just blowing up. It's just more and more followers all the time, and and uh, you know, all the all the downloads and Podbeam and you know, all those different places. But the website just uh, it goes in spurts. It's weird because we'll see, you know, this big spike where all of a sudden one week there'll be tons of activity, and then it'd be like crickets for another week or two. So. It's it's strange how the website traffic just I'm not sure the barometer behind it or why or why not or whatever but hey you know what they're could down- be the uh, activities going on that weekend I, what people are doing hard to say especially I mean, around the holidays the, the know, downloads uh, the the downloads are still happening so I mean I don't I don't care where they find us as long as they find us you found us you found us and found you're us listening again. to episode 45 or if you're you know. The other dyslexic part of it, episode 54, whatever. I mean, I mean I'm dyslexic. No, I'm not drunk, Nat, but you're giving me an idea. Well, I wanted to make sure before we got anywhere else today yes. um, that we, you know, we covered it. As, you know, ironically, you know, last week we just talked about, you know, we were kind of the commercial and the and the spoofs on the on the Quiet Riot commercial and, and sad news this week, you know, uh Frankie Benali passed at the age of 68, and uh, so I wanted to make sure that uh, you know we gave him, we gave him his fair due because man, what a what a resume that uh, and what a battle he's had. Not many people knew this, but he's he was diagnosed in uh, April of uh, of last year with uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. So, I mean, it's been coming for a while, and he's been fighting it. You know, it's it's gone on for quite some time, but. Um, um, you know, they just they, they discussed his they discussed his uh, battle and and how you know how long it went on, but um, um, you know, but what a resume! Like you were saying, you know, where they started with uh, um, Randy Rhodes, and yes. you know, they, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff with like Quiet Riot. That, absolutely, uh, a lot of people didn't know. You know, um, they've got quite a history. I mean, yeah, they do. They do. That was a you know, that was one of those bands that you had to go see you know you just had to go see quiet right they just rocked man they were uh, they were just it was just good times man you know that was the epitome of rock and roll right there well uh, i mean for me for quiet right absolutely and you know when when frankie got involved in the band that's when um you know it really everything changed for it and they released back in 1983 mental health and you know with come on feel the noise and bang your head and that ended up topping the charts immediately and eventually sold more than 6 million copies. Boom. So, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, they didn't have a, a long-term life, but, um, but yeah, Quiet Riot, man, I'll tell you what, they were, during their time, they were, they were strong. They were, they were the band. They were, you know, and they and kind of really the first, the first metal album to actually even hit the charts back. You know, metal was so new at that point. And, yeah, because uh, they were right around 80, uh, 81, 82, 83 for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that was when uh, we were just coming out of the, you know, the 70s and 80s had flipped. It seems like almost like at the turn of the decades, man, it's like there's a whole new, you know, for the nine, 90s was grudge coming out of the 80s out of the rock. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, 90s were the epitome of grunge, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, for so, sure. So every generation, you know, basically every decade, I guess, should say, um, has its own music. You know? Yeah. So, no. But yeah, no, Quiet really. Riot started out rocking right there, man, and just took off after that. Yeah, there was <laughs> no transitioning or transforming to them. I mean, they were rockers through and through from, through and from through. day one, and that, it's, uh, it's who they were. Yeah, Kevin Kevin DeBro, man, lead singer, and uh, Carlos uh, Chavez, uh, guitarist, you know, Rudy Zarzo, bass player. Um, 
you know, Frankie, you know. Yeah. They, they rocked it, yep. you know. But Randy, a lot of people, like I said, don't know that Randy Rhodes was, uh, they got two albums with Randy Rhodes. That's how they started out. Yeah. Yeah. And then Randy left because they knew that Randy was such a great uh, guitarist that they didn't want to hold him back. And they kind of, they kind of knew that uh, they, that he was just that great. And maybe they, uh, they, they gave Randy his chance because they didn't want to hold him back. Sure, you know, sure. And they just knew that he was just that great. Well, and, and look where Randy ended up. I mean, he took you know, off and went with Ozzy, and yeah. you know, and and the rest is history. Yeah. But uh, yeah, two albums with Ozzy and a whole bunch of great tours and stuff like that. Short-lived life. Obviously, everybody knows the story, but you know, yep. if it wasn't for Quiet Riot, you know, didn't you know everything had to happen exactly how it happened for you know, yeah, that the way yeah. to go, but. Well, well you know, hats hats off to Frankie and and in his career and and you know, of course, of course, you know, prayers and thoughts for his family and never easy to lose somebody, but uh, but uh, yeah, great career, great life, and and from what I what I've ever heard and never seen, he was actually even though he was a metalhead and a rocker, I think he was a pretty good person from all accounts that I always heard. So, so what else did they have uh, <laughs> uh, for his bands that he was in? Um, um, uh, did we? You know, I don't know if they I covered heard, I heard, too I many. I've seen the, something about like Slade. He was with like Slade. Well, that's kind of where he got his start. So he was in a way back in the mid seventies. He spent about a year in New Steppenwolf, which was an off, offshoot of the of the Hard Rock Legends, um, with the by the former Nick. bassist Nick uh, Nick Nicholas. Okay. And then in seventy nine, he began working with uh, Kevin Dubrow, who's whose band Quiet Riot disbanded shortly after guitarist Randy Rhodes left. And so Rudy Zarzo left to play with Ozzy. Yep, yep, yeah, both of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that, that uh, Rudy went with uh, uh, Randy. Yep, yep. And I just watched a huge video. I mean, uh, with, uh, oh, it used to be that metal show, and it was uh, the, the bald-headed guy, and he uh, interviewed um, Randy uh, Sarzo. And that was just a great, Rudy's just a great guy. He's just a down to earth. I think all those guys were, you know, just down to earth. They, you know, they were just rocking and just having a good time. But yeah, that, if you ever get, uh, get to catch that, um, interview with, uh, um, from, uh, that metal show and then, uh, do the, do the Rudy Zarzo, uh, episode. Great. Just so great. He's just so humble and, you know. Well, make sure you make a note of that and we'll and put he, it in the. Talk, uh, and he talks about a in, lot of that the, stuff. In yeah. the show notes. Make sure yeah. you get a link to it for, yeah. for anybody that hasn't seen it. So. Well, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Gary, Gary Huey. Gary Huey. Yeah. We, we've talked about him. Oh, many times. Many he's times. He's also, uh, also played with. Yeah. Uh, Faster Pussycat. Oh, man. There's. See, he moved to Wasp, man. He went to Wasp. And he was drumming. And I told man, one of my favorite songs is The Headless Children. If he played drums on that. That I just listened to that last week, man. Okay, that is a great. And then Faster Pussycat. Yep. Yeah. What was uh, Gary Huey? What was he in Heavy Heavy Bones? Heavy or? Bones. Yep. 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 Man, there's a lot of people, man, that those guys influenced and uh, came out of. Man. Absolutely. So, all right. Absolutely. All right. So we'll get we're, we're gonna do a top eleven. I'm gonna leave you a little surprise later. Or there we go. Like that. So uh, there we go. We'll gonna, we'll circle around back to that a little, circle little while later. This, yes, because we got a lot. Of stuff to oh get my to, lordy! Man. Yeah, the stuff to cover. Scooter between. has all <laughs> kind. Man, he has been you know pacing the floors, going crazy, Tweeting. man, with a lot of stuff that he's got up his sleeve. Here. Local news and I and might as well just sit back and drink and just listen. Listen to what this guy's got to say. Happened nationally and and you know some of the some what of the week. different stories and and some of the anger that's going on out there. And then of course we had the you know the Democratic National Convention this week and you know it's just been on and on, but. 
but floating back again, speaking of floating, floating back last, you know, to last week and where we left the show off with last week, how about that uh, big old Port Huron float down last week? The 5,000, 8,000 people that didn't show up? <laughs> that didn't show up. Because of the weather? Yep. And the coronavirus? Yep. Well, and, and the heavy fines? And it's it's hard to say. And the South by Southwest wind? And Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many factors, man. Well, and amazingly, you know, because I just figured it'd be, you know, we actually, I'll, I'll tell you honestly, we were sitting here live streaming it for most of the afternoon and uh, watching the watching the water and just to see what would happen and what was going to go on and what kind of chaos we would see. And it was amazingly, for whatever reason, people actually chose because of the multiple reasons you just mentioned, chose not to do it. And they say estimates actually put about two to 300 people participated in the event this year. Out of the you know last year's fifty five hundred participants, so yeah, that's and, a and yeah. what I and what I heard uh, basically was uh, yeah couldn't believe that there were people floating down the river, which we didn't think there would be anybody, but you know my girlfriend comes over and goes, um, yeah, your brother's probably uh, the idiot that that, that started <laughs> the march because he is a diehard, he doesn't miss a float down, okay, and he and okay. he won't and. Uh, it was just kind of funny that she said that my brother was probably leading, <laughs> leading the, leading the uh, the pack down the river, man. Which, which he would, man, because he's just hardcore like that, you know. Do I need to uh, edit that part out of here? Are you gonna? <laughs> is your girlfriend gonna be in trouble with your brother? No, not at all. It's nothing oh. she wouldn't say in front of him. So oh, he no, knows. Yeah, he, he knows matter. he's an yeah. idiot. No, <laughs> no. These are guys that go down the river and just right. get totally obliviated. Uh, got the kayaks, man. Got their squirt guns. You know, squirt eighty-year-old ladies sitting on the docks. You know, trying to yep. throw, throw hot dogs. You know, they don't care. Water balloons. It, it's just they don't care who they pissed off. They don't care what they're doing. It's it act. It's just genuine fun. Sure but, it is. But nobody's got the, you know, nobody does that because, uh, you know, everybody's timid or doesn't want to offend anybody. My brother don't care. Who he, <laughs> he just don't care who he offends. You know, it's just, that's just us. You know, we're born, bred, Detroit, hardcore, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, that's just it. But, you know, yeah, he, he he's, I'm curious because I haven't talked to him since then. Okay. And I was just wondering if he led that march. I have to ask him because I know, I know he's on it and I have not talked to him. Okay. For whatever reason, because I've been pretty busy at work. So. I haven't heard from anybody that was on it. So I don't know no. who those two two to 300 people consist of. Apparently, the robot bartender knows of a couple. But, okay. Uh, um, yeah, actually, I think one of her coworkers was supposed to do that that day. So I remember sitting here watching. We were watching it. I'll tell you what, that water that day, watching the, watching the live stream we were looking at, and okay. they kept zooming in down on the water. That water, and you're familiar with Black River. Oh, I know. I'll, I mean, that so, water was churning and spinning, and it and was yeah, and it was like moving in, fast. It's like so that you're spot, in the belly of the beast. You know, well, that spot under the bridge, you know, that's so dangerous right oh, there. Fuck, yeah, man. It was that spot where you know the worst spot is. Yes. was smooth as glass. Oh, so I you bet. You know it was. You know, There's it a little was, bit of turn. Co- oh yeah, coming it was just like under. a just like a big little whirlpool sitting just right there, to just smooth as glass. Exactly. And I wanted to go down. You know, realistically, I. I wanted to go down to the parkway and jump off the rails and do that. And Jim right. was like, you know, those undertoes, mm. you know, I, and they would have been bad that day. And with the water, and, yeah. And with the water being so high, with the water levels that are ridiculously, like I said, uh, 20 years ago, uh, that water level, I mean, was 20, 30 feet down below. Now it is like <laughs> barely two feet from the edge of the parkway I know, coming up it, over. It's crazy. It, it, the water's never been so high ever. So I was, a, I was a little bit worried. I was like, "Nah, you know what? Nah." Yeah, that's I a long that's a long ways down to get sucked to the bottom. And I almost had this, you know, we were talking about dreams and stuff like that, and it was like almost like I had this epiphany where it's like, "Yeah, I jumped in and I was like 
no, <laughs> trying to swim back up. It was like, that'd just be my luck. It was like, she told me not to jump in the water, you know, and I get sucked down there, and, you know, they got divers. <laughs> guy didn't even go on the float down. He just jumped off the thing, and, you know, they can't find him. You know? I was like, right? really, that guy? Right. I got to be that guy? Yeah, you know? he'll show up on Harson's Island sometime next week. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta be that guy? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just said no. Probably a good choice. Negatory. Probably nope. a good choice. You yep. and... Uh, you and 5,000 5, other people decided that it was not a good year to play that it's game. So. not going to happen yet. Yeah. Well. Well, there's another thing that uh, been, we've been talking about here. So not me and you, but uh, that uh, you're talking about coming up the next. Uh, oh, the Pentagon's new uh, task force? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 No, they have, uh, they have uh, you know, because they don't waste money on enough things. So the, the Pentagon has actually created a new task force to review the unexplained aerial phenomena or ufos <laughs> so this the is going to be two thousand dollar flying toilet seat that somebody got pissed <laughs> off that paid way too much money this is this is going to put be lights on it calls it a be the ufo new, yep this is going to be the new task force as of august 4th of 2020 deputy secretary of defense david norquist approved the establishment of an Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, a UAP task force. So it's going to be called the UAPTF. So there you go. So hopefully we're going to learn more and we're going to get more insight into the nature and origins of the UAPs. Okay. So They've been here, so I mean, I... I talked about the alien blood, those redheads with the, with, the, with the eyes and the stuff. I'm telling you, they got. There's 15 percent of us humans are walking around among us that have alien blood in us. Alien, it, it's just there. I'm telling you, don't believe me now. I mean, let, you know, here's the thing about the podcast. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. <laughs> here's the thing about the podcast. Even though that we're going to be long gone or whatever, this thing will be floating around in cyberspace forever. We are laying tracks down, and mark my words, whoever listens to this like a thousand years from now, I'm, I'm telling you, told you, they're here. They've been here. They, yeah, they might sit there and go, yeah, those guys were joking about it, you know, 50 years ago, <laughs> but guess what? They have no idea. No, now, they knew now, something. Now I've got two of them for a neighbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're over there clicking. You know, talking to each other, clicking. Oh, yeah. Eyes are blinking uh, horizontally and uh, vertical. <laughs> I don't know. We'll so, see. So I have a question for you. Okay. Let, me, let me ask you this, because you are a you are a huge, huge, not like, unlike me, but you are a huge Chris Cornell fan. And, I love Chris. I'm and, so sad. Yeah, but. I mean, we all are and 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 yeah we've his passing was terrible and it was untimely and all those things but but since you since you're so familiar with chris cornell and you and you know so much about him can i ask you a couple questions about him let's roll it to your knowledge of everything you ever read or knew about chris cornell is chris cornell a racist not that i've ever heard i mean didn't speak out publicly about it or didn't uh seems like didn't... probably one of the nice guys you'd probably want to talk to oh, okay. you know about certain things but no i he's never uh never i've never heard anything uh, that that leans that way towards that no did he um did he own slaves <laughs> No. That, that you know of? No, no, no? okay, no, no, no. Well, no, I just no want to let you know that I, I, I think you probably knew this, but you knew that they put up a, a, a statue of Chris Cornell out in front of the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the latest statue to be vandalized this week. So they, uh, um, yeah, Seattle Station K R uh, K R O. Um, 
Cryo she, 7 News. Cryo 7 News showed a photo of the statue of the Soundgarden figure, which was painted completely white on Facebook yesterday. So yeah, just a... Just the latest defacing Nothing of uh, else statue do. destruction. And, and why? Why would they choose the Chris Cornell statue to vandalize um, and paint it? I, you know, I, I just... I, are I, these people that just have extra paint laying around in the shed? <laughs> I mean, honestly. No idea. Are you, I, no. I, what I want to know, are you seriously going out and buying a 22-gallon, you know, one, two, three bullseye primer just to go out and vandalize a statue or something like that? I mean, really. Who's paying for the paint? I don't. I, I don't get it, and I don't get the reason but I don't behind understand it either. The re- the reason. And, and, and you know, and, and I want to read this because this actually was a statement that Chris's family made. Um, you know, so and this is well said as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so it goes on to say, um, and this is, I believe, by his, yeah, his wife Vicky um, mm-hmm. uh, posted this statement from the family. It says, "My children and I are heartbroken to learn of the vandalization of Chris's statue at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle." The statue is not only a work of art, but a tribute to Chris, his uncomparable music legacy, and everything that he stood for. It represents Chris, who is beloved not only in Seattle, but worldwide. Exactly. So, you know, it's... Um, the guy, and then and the, the nice thing is, the second part of the story, you know, what she goes on to say, and, and I'll, just, I'll just read what she had to say, um, but... The, the people that have reached out in, in turn, which just shows you there's still good people out there. But she said... And in fans the, of Chris Cornell. And fans, absolutely. Absolutely. So she wanted to say, in the face of this hate and destruction, we are thankful once again to the fans who stood up to support him and showed such immense love. It lifted our hearts to hear that the fans bought supplies and attempted to clean up the heartbreaking vandalism. The statue will be restored. Hate will not win. Yeah. So... So... Though the people they probably had a bunch of used paint, but the one the for that statue, they went out and spent money to clean it up. Why Chris Cornell? Why Chris Cornell? I mean, was it just to do vandalism? What did or... he ever do to anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, That's why I asked you. One I mean... of the greatest rock and roll voices, or just voices that, uh, 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 just a song. The guy could sing a song, man. Absolutely. You know, and didn't and matter. Originals, feel, covers, and, and make you feel something. Yes, you know. Yes, and there's not a lot of people that do that that you can actually say that gets into your skin and makes you feel mm-hmm. something. And Chris could do that, man, with just a simple note or just a little something. You know, just the way he sang a song, just a guitar in his hand and his passion. Yep, and and, and, and I've heard so many something. of them. And the one thing I have enjoyed this past year is the amount of, of archives that they've dug up and they've released of, of some yes. of his covers and some of his some of say, his, go back and do you know studio work and, and just some of the stuff that's been hidden away and, and that they're releasing and, and playing now and I've heard so many and he's and done it's some prints. So funny. It doesn't he's, matter where you're sitting at or what you're doing. If that voice comes on, it doesn't matter whether whether it's with a full band or just him all by himself, when that voice comes on you go Oh, there's Chris Cornell. That's Chris Cornell. You know, I mean, it's just the very the very first time I heard Chris Cornell was very early uh, '80s, uh, not not early '80s, I guess. But it, they came out with the album was called Loud Love, Louder Louder in Love. And, okay. And uh, I still hands all over it, that song impacted me so much, man. It was just that song. I already knew that I was gonna love this band, and I stayed with them right till the end. And then when I found out that, you know, whatever happened in that hotel room in Detroit, uh, I'll never know. And it was just very weird circumstances. Sure. That that's how that, that, that his life ended that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I also told you about conspiracy theories and other things oh, yeah. that, and other things that uh, that may have led to his demise. But um, yeah, because he was going to expose a lot of things that were going on, possibly in Hollywood. Right. And, uh, right. They couldn't let that happen. So yeah, of course but, not. Like I said, do your homework on that one. But yeah, that, that's just a shame, man. Why Chris <laughs> Cornell? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. That's that was kind of my question. Who's going to who led the charge on that one? <laughs> yes. you know, like, you, that's freaking idiots. Kind of where I'm at. Freaking idiots. I, I don't know. I really don't know. <sighs> well, it's the world. It is the world, and it just keeps getting angrier and angrier. I just saw this one the other day. Brawl breaks out on an American Airlines plane when passenger refuses to follow the face-covering policy. Was he sitting back like a three-year-old? Got a hold of some Jack Daniels, kicking the back seat and pissing somebody off. I mean, throwing, what? Start, the article starts out and says throwing punches is certainly not social distancing. No, footage appeared. Footage appeared online that shows a fight breaking out between passengers on an American Airlines flight as it was waiting to depart. And according to the reports, the incident was sparked when one traveler refused to comply with the airline's face-covering policy. It's a, it, it was just a matter of time. Well, it's, you know what, it's, I've, I've said it once, I'll say it again. It's in most places, many places, and especially on the airlines, it's the law. It's, it's what they've created, it's what they've decided, and it's their policy. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. Don't fly. Thank you. You know, I, if you're going to get angry about it, it's kind of like the people that want to get angry when they go to the bar or the restaurant and they're forced to wear a face covering. Well, guess what? And it's not like that everywhere in the country, but in Michigan, it's the law. If you don't like it, don't go. Don't go. It's <laughs> just that simple. I mean, there's you lots, get, you lots get of seven lashings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I really don't understand the the anger, you know. And it's become so politicized. And I well, wait I, for uh, wait for seventy eight days till the election. Well, speaking of seventy-eight days, what? How many days are we in? You know, in in Portland. I mean, you know, how many? I mean, we're oh, over, after, over yeah. eighty days yes. in. Uh, um, you know, with with the with the, the the rioting and the. We're at the point of no return. Angry protesting and, what well, you know, it's funny you say that. Speaking of the point of no return, I um, you know, I saw this, I saw this interview the other day, and you, and you know, I'm a big Charlie LaDuff fan. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just I like in the, the early shows. I like I like the deep dives that Charlie does. I like his investigative reporting. I like his opinions for the most part. I, Wasn't I, he in hiding there for a little while? He didn't was. He, didn't he get like a yeah. couple death death threats yes. or whatever? Yes, yeah. he was. And um, <laughs> so here he is resurfaced. <laughs> or, <laughs> so, oh, guess I didn't want to play that ad. Um, hey, where's that roll bar bartender at? <laughs> right here. <laughs> Got her right here. We're, we, we, pretend we're at like a Greek wedding. <laughs> you start banging your silverware, you know, shot, 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 shots. Right. <laughs> Boy, she jumped up quick. I didn't mean to startle you. <laughs> oh, oh, the face. Look at the face. Oh, did you get the face? I got the face. <laughs> it was just funny. Must be that time, eh? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just thought it was a good idea. I just, I'm just joking around. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Well, you 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 get the face, and then you you know you you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just duck, because it might be coming. I know the bottle, that, man. That, that looks heavy. <laughs> beverage, that beverage might be coming at you really fast. <laughs> there you go. That hurts, man. <laughs> How many lumps you want? Oh, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, listen to that. Oh, look at that. That's like a that's like a true professional. 
all mixed she up. She is all mixed up and shaken in the shaken in the mixer and strained off correctly and all that good stuff. You know, all the good bartenders are. I don't know. Where, are they still out there? I, I swear to God. I hope you guys are there's, still out there. There's not very many of them left. There I can are tell not you that. very many good bartenders. They're getting few and far between these days. But the robot bartender, she's one of the greats. Absolutely. So let's do a shot to the robot bartender. All right. We can do that. Yeah, let's just get one down real quick. All right. Very yeah, good. I know, Here's to I know, you, my friend. I know you got something going on with Charlie over here. Uh, yeah, let's see what uh, see what LaDuff has to say, man. Yeah. Well, and this was he was talking with Martha McCallum the other night, and I, I happened to catch this when it was on, and um, um, you know, and I'll just talking about the the unrest and the and the protests and all those type of things. But um, yeah, here I'll just let uh, I'll just let Charlie tell you. Yeah, in his own words. In his own words. About in the inner city who want more police officers on their block, you know, because we talk about um, defunding the police. And, He's got and a pretty girly voice. You have great work uh, well, talking to people McCallum. who just say, you know, look, I, I really, I'm afraid on my block, and I'd like to see some more police officers here. What did you think about the fact that we didn't hear that subject discussed much at the National Convention for the Democrats this week, Charlie? Run it, Charlie. It was a whiff. It was a complete and utter whiff because this whiff. thing really does depend Mm. on that great middle. It does. It, it depends on, it is about healthcare and everything, but it depends on the great middle mm. and what you're saying about it. So I just thought it was an opportunity lost. Obviously it's in front of us. That's part of the great anxiety of the country and you missed. And yeah. I don't understand what's going on in Portland because what you have to know about Portland is that's the whitest big city in America. Wow. It's exactly the opposite of Detroit. It's 80% white, we're 80% black. It's 5% black, we're 80% black. Our average income is 25,000 a year. Portland's is 65,000 a year. Our average home is worth 40,000 a year. There's 400. So if you can't get whatever you're saying like bad cops out, it's not going to work anywhere. So my friends in Portland, what I would tell you is busy yourself with the police commissions and the city council meetings and take it to city hall, not to some strange guy's house, calling him a white privilege guy because you're all white privilege guys. Come on, yeah. man, don't threaten each other because we all can't have cops around our house. They don't come. Just and that's like that. Just like that. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, Charlie don't pull any punches, you know, and, that, and you got to appreciate him for not. It's, um, it is. And I love the statistics and the numbers that he throws out because a lot of people don't realize that. And, and, and we've said that before too. And, you know, they're blaming all of this, these, this protesting and, you know, they're using it under the umbrella of black lives matter. Well, Portland's a great example because it's, it's all these white pasty millennials running around in flip-flops that you know think they got a cause and they got a reason to go out and ruin stuff and it's it, it's just i've heard different stories about portland where you know it, there's some shady wooded areas up in there where all these backpacker ex-millennial hippie kind of people uh, get these crazy ideas and i don't know what they do up in these the, these mountains but they come <laughs> but they come they come down and they come out of the woods and they come out of the hills and they basically just disrupt uh, what's going on? Well, yeah, you don't have and to worry know, anymore because they're not in, where, they're not in the woods anymore. They're all downtown. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know where they they've been hiding, but I've heard stories about about Portland, Oregon, and uh, I mean I can go on and on, but obviously uh, this is this is something else. But come on, man, guys, really? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. And and what's going on yeah. with the West Coast, man? I don't know. I don't know. And 
you know, to say that it's worse, even, you know, up in Washington and, and, and Oregon and all of that, Doesn't it, it rain is in like... California. I mean, it's, it's, it's just very, very strange. I mean, I understand the weather's been pissing you off for hundreds of years. <laughs> I mean, it rains 300 days out of the year. I mean, I got, maybe that'll piss you off. I, I don't know. I don't know what's, what these guys are. A lot of, a lot of angry people. Angry. Angry. I'm getting angry. Well. I don't know. I, you know, he he calls but, them the way he sees them. So I I, I appreciate him personally. Just I, uh, I do. I like Charlie. I like anybody that's straight up and doesn't pull the punches, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had to punch somebody, I mean, he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he had to pull a punch, man, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the man for no. For I wouldn't pull, either for pulling a punch. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't either. Insanity runs in my family. <laughs> practically gallops. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll hurt you. I'll hurt your feelings, man. Well, you know who else is angry this week? Ah, uh, Mazamo. Laura Laughlin. Laura Laughlin. Finally got sentenced, and her husband, and Mazamo. I don't even know how to say her husband's name, so I'm not even going to try to slaughter it. But uh, Guillenoli. Yeah, the whole uh, the Gien, whole college Gienoli. admission scandal case. I mean, that was the highest profile apart. You know, cause, she was cause, one of them. Because Aunt Becky... Aunt Becky yep. got caught in the whole mess. So yeah, there was other ones though too. Oh, there was many other there ones. There was many. Yeah. Of the list, the yeah. list goes on. But uh, oh she, my God, she got. Oh my God, we got to run and hide. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're getting busted too. Yep. So yep. they actually sent, sentenced her and her husband to jail time. Uh, Lori got uh, two months, and her husband Massimo. I'm going to go with Massimo. Got uh, got five months respectively. So uh, ooh, that's yeah. a big slap. So, so Jeez. their sentences are in line with the terms of uh, their, their plea deal, just like everybody else did. And, what are you do uh, buy your way out of this one, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, that's on. that was the whole thing. Was they, you know, they pretty much when that all started with all of those people that were involved in that university scandal, they said they're giving they're giving everybody jail time because money doesn't mean anything to these people. No, you know, and that's and and part of hers, you know, they her and her husband apparently were responsible for almost a half a million dollars in payments that were made. Um, for their for their kids to the University of Southern California. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can throw a hundred, you know, half a million dollars, I mean, what is a, what does a fine mean when you know a, when you go to court and get a fine? So, yep. they're actually going to do some time. So, well, that's still big business too. Oil companies too. I mean, I can go on and on about you know. I mean, uh, so what? We get that little bit of fine for what we what we did or didn't do over here. You know, I mean, you get that little fine or whatever. It's nothing like a slap on the wrist to these guys. You know. Well, you, you, know wanna, what I, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly I mean, you what you're know talking, what I'm about. talking about. But Jesus, you know. And I'll give you the simplest example of it right here. That here's little, the that, here's the very small, simple example. Here, here's can, a freaking check. I can give. We'll be I due. can tell you this because if we can get away with this, and it only costs us this. Really? Well, you've lived with this. The trains. Mm. You know the you know the the trains are not allowed to block a crossing for more than 15 minutes. That is from what I mean. Even as a kid, I knew that. That's the law. That's the law. So does it happen? No. No. And you know why? You know what the fine is? Not much. 500 bucks. 500 bucks. So what? Well, guess what? Do you think CN cares if they get a $500 ticket because they have to load and unload some cars for an extra half hour? And this is the epitome. You're, <laughs> dude, you are south side tracks. Yep. And you have two roads that connect a big city, and you are the borderline with these train tracks right here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of easy ways to come and go from uh, Outer Space Drive from yeah, uh, from where the where the trains roll through at. So it's uh, yeah, it's it can be complicated at best. And I give you an example. I was had I had to run up the road uh, two weeks ago. I had to run up the road just to the uh, uh, just to the tavern up the road. 
and uh, I left and I went, you know, which is like a two minute drive from, you know, right, from, right. from mo- most, you know, most of the time if I leave and, uh, you know, to get there all of a sudden I pull up and of course there's a train sitting there's there. There's a train. Well, it, at least the engineer was nice enough. And you know what he told me? He says, um, you might want to go around because this is going to be at least an hour and a half. And I went, wow, are you kidding me? He oh, says, no, okay. he says, we're going to be here a while. I yeah, says, we're going to be here. A while. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is, but, but well, like if you're you say, listening, if you're listening on podcast, you know that the train, the trains around and the train comes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we do the train thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, just, and, but the whole point right of it was what we're getting, you know, I was getting back to was the fact that, you know, they're, they're for doing that, they're fines 500 bucks. And, and like you say, so what? You know, CN don't care. Five hundred bucks is five hundred bucks. Big deal. You know, in 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 accordance with the millions of dollars that they make and and all of that. You know, the five hundred dollar fine is pretty trivial. So if they have to stop the tracks, they'll stop the tracks. But anyways, yeah, money is uh, <laughs> money is. We're gonna be trivial. here all day. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting paid. You're not. Yep. Yep. Sorry. We'll be there until it's time to leave, mm-hmm. and we'll decide. We'll, yeah, decide. we'll decide when we let you through. <laughs> we don't care if your engine explodes, overheats, uh, start leaking fluids everywhere, you know, uh, late for dinner, uh, whatever. <laughs> so before we get into the convention, I wanted to see if you uh, heard anything about this story. Um, there was a, uh, um, a, a, a radio station guy, a, a DJ on a radio station that just recently got fired because once the um, once uh, Kamala got picked for the nominee, he was uh, he was uh, covering a ball game. He was covering the Cleveland Indians game, and um, there was some talk about that uh, on Gutfeld that um, when uh, the nominee when when it was going on or whatever uh, that they you know they could switch back and watch the ball game because they just didn't want anything to do with it. Well, he he went on to say um, that he he called her America's first, quote unquote first colored vice presidential candidate, and that got him fired. Because apparently there was outrage and social media blew up and they decided to part ways with uh, Kyle Cornell. And the, 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 the station went on to say, we are aware of the reference made on WTAM by Kyle Cornell. We take this matter very seriously and addressed it immediately. So they fired him for using offensive language because colored is not um, a, an appropriate term anymore. And, and I'm just not cancel, 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 cancel. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to take a deep breath on this one, man. I just... I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and so what that leads me to, and I'm not starting to, tr- I'm not trying to start any thing. Hashtag at, at, at all. Hashtag thing. Ha- hashtag, hashtag. I'm not thing. trying to start anything. I'm not trying to start anything. But my <laughs> question is, why is that so extreme? Because there's so many other adjectives or exploratives or whatever you want to say that he could have used anything that would have been way worse and and maybe he shouldn't have singled it out for the fact that she was a person of color i don't i don't know but what i went on to read in the article was the fact that he said colored which is an outdated and biased term i don't get and in let me give you one example of why I don't get it. What are what? See, there's that PC shit. What? Absolutely. Come on. And to get canceled over using a term like that? I I didn't. I don't see it. I don't either. 
but so, I'm, I'm white privileged, so. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, yeah. <laughs> you just, oh, it took a second. You, no. you just need to move to Portland then. Yeah, yeah, because I'm white privileged. Yeah, okay, whatever. Can that's you tell work, me? That's why I freaking work my ass off every day, because I'm so privileged. Can you tell me what the NAACP stands for? Do you really want to go there? I do, because if that's an outdated term, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Mm-hmm. And they still use it. And they still use it. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, missing, where, 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 I'm missing the line. I'm missing the determination of why Kyle Cornell deserves to get fired for giving uh, what if you're like the 1%, acknowledgement. What if you're like 1% of the like green people on this planet? <laughs> I mean, I, green, red, yellow. I mean, there's black, there's brown, there's white. I mean, there's so many different. I mean, is, is, is tan... It, is tan a color? I I mean, I don't know. Apparently. I, I was white, you know, in March, but now I'm tan in September. I'm tan. Well, I don't see color, so, I, you know, I, I, I just, I wouldn't even know. No, I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> what is the correct <laughs> terminology to use to be politically freaking correct in this day and age? I, I don't, don't. I don't get it, man. I don't either. So I, you're going to you're gonna get fired uh, Color, 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 color. See, I said it ten times. Yeah, fire me. And Go guess ahead. what? You're going to be canceled now. Yeah, you fire know, me. That's, that's the next thing that comes along. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't understand the the cancel culture and the hate speech and 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 all of that that goes along with it. So I, I, you know what? I, I, I the only thing I could probably say is that uh, Howard Stern knew this when he he moved to, you know, got off the uh, FCC and moved to. Uh, satellite because you know? <laughs> he knew it was coming because right so much censored crap i mean censored that's a whole different thing but censored but um you know you just can't say what you gotta say according to so many different rules and laws and guidelines and you know whatever spot really, on you know come on man yep. really no i hear you i hear you that you know for me this is the for for a podcast what the way we do our podcast this is our one last freedom that we have to to talk and say what we want to say well you would and, think and do things you, know? you would think but i mean, I mean when no, when does it become the point where all of a sudden you say because we're not we're not fcc regulated i mean but we can still because you came looking for us you came looking for our content and we're not broadcasting it publicly to the public you know and uh, pushing our it's not even an agenda we're just not pushing anything on anybody you know so, until somebody so, listens to the show, and because we show, we use the word it. that you know, I, if co- like colored is a pop word, and all of a sudden they go out there and and cre- create a Facebook rant and try to cancel us because they didn't like the terms or the words that we use. I, I don't know. Is I, that I, one person, or is there like a group of these people that would do something like typic- that? Typically, like you just said, the one percenters. The one percenters are the ones that go after all that crap and make the most noise and create the most issues. Nothing else better to do. Nope. No, nope. really, no. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Okay, so. well, maybe the coronavirus <laughs> has created so much f- boredom that nobody, you know, I mean, they're yeah. scouring and scrubbing and going through the internet and finding any little thing to, uh, you know, scrutinize or pick on or you know provoke or whatever, any, anything to get a rise on anybody. Yeah, well, that's just, about it. That's about it. If I could laugh hysterically right now, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
You're we're killing all, me. We're all freaking crazy. You're killing man. me. No, we're all crazy, man. You know, it is. It I'm is not, crazy. I'm not crazy, but you're all making me crazy. So I'm just saying, uh, I'm gonna snap any minute. You know? Well, no, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, that was a pretty good Homer thing. Yeah, right? good all. Good alcohol. Yeah, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Maybe that's why we we. <laughs> You know, in retrospect or hindsight, we knew to name this show Two Guys in a Bottle of. Yeah. <laughs> we knew there'd be a lot of drinking coming You're up in the need near a bottle. <laughs> it's about it. This too. might be a big hit, like, uh, after the election. Oh, dude, you guys got to check out Two Guys in a Bottle of, man. Those guys are, <laughs> those guys have been right all along. That's a spot. On. Listen to this, man. We need to get drunk. There's, uh, yeah. Listen to these guys. Check these guys out, man. got to listen to this, man. This is good stuff. Well, speaking of the election, you brought it up. Did you uh, did you get the preview this week of uh, of the next uh, 70, 70 plus days to come? I did not get an erection this week. Well, he, then you or uh, wait, wait, the upcoming the the, the upcoming the, the, election. The coming, oh, the upcoming election. The, I, I the, thought you said erection. The Democrats just finished their Democratic National Convention, brought to you by Zoom. <laughs> that was the first thing that stood out to me as I'm like. Dun, da, da, da. Um. Yeah. There's. There's. Uh, there's a lot of neat screens. And that should be their logo. Pictures. That should be their thing. It's Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Which I don't know. I mean, we have Slack Technologies as one of our part of our portfolio. So hey, Zoom away. I mean, I love it. I don't have a problem with that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing was um, was all Zoom calls and Zoom meetings, and it just it just seemed so strange to me. You know, yeah. to to sit there and look at these, th- this picture on TV of these of these twenty different screens of 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 people giving their speeches and their, you know, and the one thing they picked on, you know, one of them, of course, Michelle Obama was on there, and yes, and they they picked on her because she she phoned it in, you know, it was something that was all pre recorded, and you know, I, but the the thing that stood out to me was was Michelle Obama's rant that she went on. And she she talked about one of the biggest thing is is she focused on uh, President Trump ripping migrant children from their parents and throwing them into cages, which has been a talking point for over a year now. And I saw this article from um, um, from Calvin Woodward, who fact checked you know what what she said. Okay. And so he goes through and he says uh, he says she's right. Trump. Trump's now suspended policy at the U.S.-Mexico border separated thousands of children from their families in ways that had not been done before. But what she did not say is that the very same cages were built and used in her husband's administration for the same purpose of holding migrant kids temporarily. There you go. So, and he goes on, fact check. A little switcherooski. Michelle Obama on the Americans. They watch in horror as children are torn from their families and thrown into cages. The facts... The reference to cages is misleading and a matter that Democrats have persistently distorted. Trump used the facilities that were built during the Obama-Biden administration to house children at the border. They are chain-linked enclosures inside the border facilities where migrants were temporarily housed, separated by sex and age. Right. Yeah, there was... I know you want to keep going, and and I will, or just interrupt for a second. But yeah, there there was a meme or something that was on Facebook, and, you know, me, Facebook, whatever. But it was... uh, yeah, same thing about throwing the kids in the cages and all that. And uh, then it was a picture of Obama with his big ears going, oh, that's right, I did that. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. So true, you know. Oh, that's right, he did that. Yeah. 
Well, he went on to say, but the, blame everything on Trump. Right, exactly, and that's and that's kind of the go to the go to line. So, I mean, that's that's where they're at. But he went on to say, the former first lady was correct. However, in addressing the removal of, of children from parents at the border, the Obama administration separated migrant children from families under certain limited circumstances, like when a child's safety appeared at risk or when the parent had a serious criminal history. But Family separations as a matter of routine came about because of Trump's zero-tolerance enforcement policy, which he eventually suspended because of the uproar. Obama had no such policy. So, hmm. And I'm just a, just a fact-check in her speech that she phoned in. So, fact-check. Uh, <laughs> try to bring you the facts the best we can. <laughs> hmm. Yep, yep, so there you go. So... Oh, they were ripping out. Is this a Hillary clip or something? Maybe you're pulling up because they were uh, Gutfeld was ripping on her. She uh, she was there. Yeah, she yep. was there. Yeah, she uh, she actually went in and gave her speech, and um, I uh, I did hear a quote, and I and in fact you you brought up Gutfeld, so you might be uh, you might be spot on with where I uh, took this term term from, but as I play this clip for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see it, and I'll tell you exactly how he referenced uh, this clip when uh, when it was playing. But uh, here's what uh, Captain Crazy Eyes had to say about this. <laughs> yes. uh, That's what they said. The white elections. So we, not a foreign adversary, choose our president. Vote for the diverse, hopeful America we saw in last night's roll call. And don't forget. Joe and Kamala can win by three million votes and still lose. Take it from me. So we need numbers overwhelming so Trump can't sneak or steal his way to victory. So Captain Crazy Eyes wants you to know that uh, um, that no matter no matter what, you can uh, win the popular vote and uh, still lose the election. So she did. She yeah, didn't mention that. Apparently, apparently, there's something new about an Take ele- it from le- her. electoral college or something. I'm I, I'm not sure how all that works, but uh, yeah, yeah. So very nice speech she presented, though. I enjoyed seeing her again because I've missed her. You know, she's been out of the limelight for a while. So I, I, do not fire until you see the lies in her eyes. <laughs> well, at least or she's, the whites or the whites in the eyes. At least she's over right. it. At least she's over it. So, oh, can you tell? Yeah, yeah, she's 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 <laughs> she over it. Seem, she don't seem mad at all. No, no, no. And then another another blast from the past that I uh, that Uh-oh. I actually that actually entertained me because, I mean, the speech was okay, you know, right. from from you know from a typical standpoint, and from a white privilege man, and he's you know definitely a white privilege career politician, and he you know he's good at giving a good speech, but. Um, his um his conversation about the uh, the Oval Office kind of made me think back. But uh, if you haven't heard this, listen to this. Instead, it's a storm center. There's only chaos. Just one thing never changes: his determination to deny responsibility and shift the blame. The buck never stops there. Now you have to decide. Whether <laughs> and, to you know he he likes to let you know that the Oval Office is is a. Uh, is a command center, not not a storm center. So you have to make sure that uh, you use the Oval Office to hire new interns or for appropriate things. Appropriate things. Right. So yeah, <laughs> I just you know I. Uh, <laughs> it was good to see our our former president, Bill. You know, it's uh, just uh, one of the one of the many in the in the long list that. Uh, that that we heard but uh bill um 
did you did you happen to see um, Elizabeth Warren? Last I, she went off on some crazy something, uh, said something wrong well, uh, a couple months ago. That's what I heard. Yeah, she's yeah. been pretty quiet. She went and, off the rails or and, something. And, and she I was, think she caught a, uh, she, she, I think she caught whatever Joe's got. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, yeah. she, she went to her, basically her speech was about the, um, you know, about the struggles that, um, that, that they're going through with childcare and she wanted to make sure she covered that. So she, she did a, she did a virtual speech also. Um, and was covering the childcare. So she had to set herself up in a, in a, uh, a nursery or, you know, a, some, some type of class. But the if classroom. you notice, yeah. yeah, if you notice, you see what stands out in the background of that classroom to you. Can you see the uh, letters that she spelled out in the, uh, in the back corner of the cubbies up there? Looks like fart. No, it's BLM. <laughs> she used kids blocks to, to make sure that uh, she got her message look at that subliminal message <laughs> she had to man. get her subliminal message in the background i thought flight club had a bunch of subliminal <laughs> messaging but holy shit check out yeah. some uh elizabeth <laughs> you know what now it makes me want to go back and watch some of her her videos you know and see what else she's got subliminally hit yeah you know, yeah that, that was funny I, I i i saw part of that and i didn't watch much of her speech because um I, I just couldn't watch much no, of her speech. It, yeah, but, about um, a minute. I want. I want to start. But um, yeah. no, I no, I don't either. But uh, you know, it was, it was just. Uh, I, I found it entertaining to see that. It's, it's like, okay, put a subliminal message. You know, what are you doing? Cheating off of two guys in a bottle of love? Because we're pretty good at the subliminals. But yeah, uh, we are. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show, you got to listen right to the end. All right. Well, I'm going to gargle some uh, tequila rose. Well, why you wouldn't wanna... you? Well, here. Right. You know what? Before you right. start with that, all right. What do you let got? me let me cue up this next one for you. All right. Yeah. Please. Because do. Um, you know, even though even though, and, and she was only she was reduced to 90 minutes. Um, you know, everybody else. I mean, and this is supposed to be the upcoming Democratic uh, ticket person. Every you know everything, but she, even though she's supposed to be the superstar of the Democratic Party. For some reason, uh, for the for the uh, convention, they reduced AOC to ninety minutes. So she tried to get everything in there she could in her ninety minute segment. So let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, run a run a bit of what uh, what AOC had to say in her in her very short time allotted because she she definitely uh, hit all of the all of the bullet points and the and the click words and the uh, and the and the targets for for her normal speech. All right, let's see what she's got to say. I am. We're gonna give her one shot. We're gonna give her one shot. This is your shot. Bienvenidos and thank you to everyone here today. And she's speaking Spanglish. More just future for our country and our world. All right, I'm gonna vomit in here. In fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights, including guaranteed health care, higher education living wages, and labor rights for all people in Did the United States. Did you say labor rights? A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia, and to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past. So as normal, you know what I got out of that? I, I can tell you what I got out of it, but go, go ahead. Free, free, free. Free. Uh, free. Free. Free, free, free. Free. Free, 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 free. Free, 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 free. Free, free, free. Yes. Yes. Free, free. 
Free, 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 free. Socialism. Oh, I don't want to say it. Don't make me say it. Um, free. Oh, next answer is free. You just sit back, guys, and do nothing, and we'll pay for everything. Free, and then we'll tell you what to think. Free, because that's basically free, free. Yeah, free, 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 free. Yeah, free, free. Yeah, just sit back. You don't have to think for yourselves. Just don't do nothing. We'll take your guns, and you know, we'll give you some scratch offs, and uh, let you play your lottery. Party stores will be open, uh, you know, for your convenience, and um, <laughs> I. We'll just keep you dumbed down. Don't get me wrong. No, we'll keep you dumbed down. I love the ideas. I do. I don't have any problem with the ideas. I mean, free healthcare, free free college. But you and I both know what I. This is what get yeah, free. Free. Where, Where who's nothing's paying? ever free. Who's paying for this? And the only thing that I've seen even close to a solution for the for the free 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 was free the, free free was was her Green New Deal that she came out with last year. And the Green New Deal was gonna I don't even remember the number, it was some astronomical trillion, multi trillion dollar package that Who's going to pay that multi-trillion dollar package? Well, it seems like the magical number right now is twenty-five billion. That seems. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good deal. If she no, could do all like that it, for it, twenty-five billion, then I'm I'd be just okay saying, with I'm that. I'm just saying. It but just when you start talking about it seems to be the number right trillion, now. Trillion, you know, two trillion, three trillion, whatever. I don't remember what it was, but I went. How is that sustainable? I I, I just don't understand. And I, like like you know we were talking about not too long ago. How is it sustainable? Even what we're doing right now, I, I, I don't even think I understand that. Of, yeah, who's going to bankroll of, that? Of these trillion dollar relief, you know, I mean, we're on, we're who's working. Bank, who's bankrolling us? Are they just going to? You are. <laughs> Said it before, I'll say it again. You are. <laughs> I understand. I've already broke down how the taxes work and this and this. Yeah, so, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I've said it, I've said I it more that. than once. Yeah. <laughs> you asked, I'll answer. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> but I know I want I, you to reach deep into your hearts. <laughs> right. In your wallets. <laughs> so how about, uh, how about uh, Camilla's? acceptance speech and 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 presentation did you did you catch any of that i did, did i watched the, yeah i watched the whole thing did you watch the whole thing yeah just because i had to what um what stood out to up you by, up by, well basically she's up on the stage all by herself yes and, and, and that was very weird yeah all by herself and hard and hard for anybody you know i and to, she just to, kept on about things that didn't re- she didn't really talk about what they were going to do ish and there were some good examples but what are you going to do to fix some of these problems well and and she, yeah maybe she tried or something like that but there was other questions that i would have asked like if it was a, a q a or something right um she avoided a lot of stuff you know to me she avoided a lot of stuff that would not make me vote for for her if if if, if i had certain questions which she avoided. I'm not sure that I even felt like we got any plan, you know, any. Yeah. I didn't see, that's what I kind of mean. It's like, I I don't see the, the four year plan or whatever. You you can talk about all these points and this stuff and this. And and they're all great talking points. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that because the talking points, I mean, great. You know, I, I love the talking points. I love these ideas. I love these, I love these plans. But you know, the next question becomes, how do you how do you get there? And that's that's what I all week long 
did not seem to hear the answer to is, is okay, great, I'm glad you have plans, but how are we getting there? What are we doing to accomplish these things? And that's, that's the part that didn't make a lot of sense to me. How do we get there? How do we get there? And I'll tell you the other thing that stood out to there? me. How do we get there is uh, Biden's only going to get four years in, and then she's going to be the president. With Well, the, the other thing that stood out to me with her speech was was the, you know, her favorite line is, here's the thing. I mean, I heard, here's the thing, I don't know how many times. And when she started off talking about, you know, history and, and some of the things, you know, and, and, and kudos, you know, I mean, she's she's the... It's historic that she's gotten picked to be the, you know, the potential VP. It is very historic, and I'm not going to take that away. But when she was talking about that in the beginning, um, you know, and the history and some of the, you know, some of the names that she mentioned, you know, you could just see that she was very passionate about it, and and that's great. But she all of a seemed, sudden, she did seem well spoken and very educated, like to what she was talking about, I guess. Correct. But. The fake smiles as soon as she started talking about Biden. There was a couple times when she was talking, when she brought up his name and started getting into that part of the conversation, I actually thought she was going to choke. I mean, she just, <laughs> I went, what's, you know, where, where's she at with that? Because um, it, it you're, just. You're basically, you're basically sitting up there being a hypocrite. Well, you, yeah, if you reflect back to, reflect, reflect back to the primary. Right. What did she say about Biden back in the primary? I mean, she was unfit, cuckoo clock, uh, whatever, on and on. She and on was, and on. she yeah. was brutal to him, you yeah. know. And 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 the, you know, that that was the whole thing. Is my point was when when I was watching her and trying to see where she was at now, I went, I don't even see it because I'm just kind of sitting there watching her almost half choke, you know, when she said Biden will bring us together and. You know, it was like she was choking on a bone. It's like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Awkward pause. Uh, no, all I can do it. All I can do is laugh at this moment. I'm very, I'm very sorry. Uh, you got something? Uh, little video with something she can say in her own. Um. Words. Well, here was or, one or, or clip. What? You know, one clip that uh, that that I pulled out of it. Uh, I think this was about the 13 minute mark, and. Like I say, it was a, it was a good speech all around. But um, um, when when she, and the other thing that stood out to me, I'll tell you this, it, and you'll appreciate this, if you listen, and I couldn't help avoid it, and it's amazing how many people do it because you do it and I do it, and we edit them. And when you when you're a public speaker and you're trying to think and talk and all of that, the clicks, her clicks are nonstop. Yeah. Lip smacks and clicks, and yeah, I, I had the to only, laugh about it. And but. I, I'll tell you this: it, the only thing that I got out of this that I can, you know, honestly say is that she's just uh, tugging on the heartstrings of, well, of she everybody. Is. And she know. did do a and, very uh, good job of that. You know, I'll uh, give her credit for that. You know, but a sympathizer, you know, is like no, with all the crap that you guys got going on. I mean, how can you? Do you believe your own shit coming out of your mouth? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. But here's her. Here's a clip of her talking about how Joe is going to bring us together. I guess that's what I walked away from. Right now, we have a president who turns our tragedies into political weapons. Joe will be a president who turns our challenges into purpose. Joe will bring us together to build an economy that doesn't leave anyone behind where a good paying job is the floor, not the ceiling. 
Joe will bring us together to end this pandemic and make sure that we are prepared for the next one. Joe will bring us together to squarely face and dismantle racial injustice, furthering the work of generations. Yeah, somebody get her a drink. She's, uh, she's lip smacking over there. Bottom line is, I still I hear all these things and I still say how, mm. how where's mm. the where's the talking? How are you going to do these things? How are you going to accomplish these things? Where, you know, give give me some, give me some factual. This is what we're going to do to accomplish this. This is how we're going to get there. These are the solutions we have. These are you know I I heard none of that all week long. I just heard the, you know the the, the main talking points of of beat up on beat up on the current president. And anybody but Trump. And here's here's uh, all these great ideas we have, but no factual solution. I did not hear one thing all week about China. No, what's going on with the relationship with China? Short of uh, Joe Biden's speech, where he actually talked, about, and we'll get into that a little bit <laughs> later. But um, short, of, you know, nothing about the the burning of the cities or the 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 violence or the riots or the none of that they did it wasn't i'm sure even, she's got her advisors to stay away from certain uh you know whatever you know i mean don't want to get into that but besides to, to me to my mind she would have to explain herself well yeah and and, and give right. us a solution and that's what right. they don't seem to have as a solution nobody seems to have a solution so it'll be it'll be interesting to see as the the RNC starts next week. Um, you know, if if you see different talking points or you see more of the same, you know, is it going to be more of the same? Or are they just all going to do the same thing and say, "Oh, Biden bad, Carmala bad, uh, we we fix this." We, you know, I mean, it, caveman, Neanderthal uh, stuff, exactly, right. and the same thing over and over. So I I I just I I didn't see any of that that um, you know that would that would make me lean one way or the other and. To, you yeah, know. there's not so much for me, man. There just no, wasn't enough facts. There wasn't know? enough. There, there wasn't enough facts and solutions. You know, it was. By the time I was done watching it, you know, we sat in the little recliners and we watched the screen. You know, and there's just I, I walked away with nothing like that convinced me to, you know, maybe consider. You know, I mean, but there was just nothing there. No, there was. I'm sorry, that's just me. You know, obviously, you know. Well, how about did you watch Joe Biden's speech? I didn't. You did, you missed that, eh? I missed, uh, yeah. I, I've caught clips from uh, you know everybody else, but no, I I couldn't sit through that. I so I really didn't. You know, if I had a fork, I'd probably gouge, gouge my eyes out. But you know, I mean, yeah. Overall, and the overall view that I heard from mainstream media. Now, again, you know how much you want to you know take that for fact, and how much you want to take that for granted. Um, you know, mainstream media called Joe Biden's speech the the best speech he ever had i mean it was you know it was it was full of lots of talking points lots of you know um wonderful ideas wonderful wonderful thoughts wonderful plans oh, it's you like know. watching a disney movie it was um it was very and he actually got um angry about a couple topics he actually Not Joe. got yeah he actually you want to do some push-ups got yeah <laughs> You want to go outside, buddy? He, want to do some push-ups? He he got um he got down on the down on the weeds a little bit about you know certain things, um but it just again it didn't it did not he didn't either he didn't cover he didn't cover hardly anything 
that I thought would have been important as far as what are your solutions. And then I found this article from NPR that went through his whole speech and fact-checked some of it. And Now we're getting somewhere. And you know, so one of the, one of the things that that Joe said, he says, this is the uh, this uh, the the worst pandemic in over a hundred years, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, and the most compelling call for racial justice since the 1960s. Well, he he would know about the Great Depression. He was there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just some facts to go along with it. With that, employers cut more than 22 million jobs in March and April, and unemployment rates soared to nearly 15 percent. Since then, employees have rehired more than 9 million people, or about 42% of the jobs that were lost. Uh, Earlier on Thursday, the Labor Department reported that another 1.1 million people applied for state unemployment benefits last week. Not me. So, um, you know, some of the other things that I pulled out of there was... um, I ain't got no free money. and And I got a kick out of this part of it. He went on to say, if I'm your president... Not a dime. On day one, we will implement implement the national strategy I've been laying out since March. We will develop and deploy rapid tests with results available immediately. And, you know, Biden promised that he would he would lead federal efforts to invest in rapid tests for the coronavirus. But a bipartisan coalition of governors from six states recently joined together to purchase millions of rapid tests that can detect the virus in 20 minutes or less in response to what they described as severe shortages and delays. While the rapid antigen tests work quickly, there are some questions about the reliability. But, you know, I mean, it's some of the talking points that I saw, and this is the one that I said we'd get to earlier. Mm-hmm. We'll make medical supplies and protective equipment that our country needs. Biden says we'll make them here in America so we will never again be at the mercy of China or other foreign countries in order to protect our own people. Now, if you go back. If you're soft on China. If you go back and you look at Biden's relationship with China back when he was VP and during the Obama administration, where it was China, 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 and building up China and everything went to China and all of the the Chinese. Well, we know that, you know, but but here's NPR's disclaimer to that. Mexico, China. Yeah. Biden's Biden's vow to bring supply chains for medicine and protective equipment back to the U.S. sounds very much like a goal set by President Trump and some of his more hawkish advisors on China. More broadly, the dynamic between the U.S. and China will remain one of the most important, if not the single most important, foreign policy change challenge for whoever is elected president this year. So it, it's just more of the same with you know repeating talking points and, and no solutions and on and on and on and on. And out of the whole thing, out of all of the, both of their speeches and out of everything that I heard from from Biden and everything I heard from Kamala and you, you, I know what you're going to, you can posited your own opinion on this, right? You got something? I what, do. What do you got? You know what stood out to me the most? Lay it down, man. Go vote. Yep. Go vote. And that's what they said. Go vote. Go vote. You know, vote. try to get as much information as you can and go vote because I watched last night, Geltfeld, he had a guest on there and he had Biden in the lead. You know, yep. that was his prediction. I was like, are you serious? Well, but, he still is polling wise. He still is. The, the the numbers are getting, and I haven't looked at the polls recently, and I don't know how much, like we've talked about before, how much I think that's bullshit and how much I think that's fact. But, um, and we learned last year, or last year, the last election, you know, with all the leads. I mean, there was many what cases. Was going on with Hillary? Yeah. Hillary had, oh, yeah. in most cases, a 9% lead or better in many, many key parts of the country. And look how that turned out. Nope. So, I mean, I believe the polls don't believe the polls. You know, it, it, it just really... 
it's dude, gonna, it's I, gonna I, be you, it's I, gonna I, be another seventy days worth of a shit show. So uh, all right, well look at this, man. Uh, oh, look at me plugging Charlie's book. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> plug it. Shit show. No, but I'm I'm driving around right. Like I'm all over the place doing pools. All right, and every sign in everybody's front yard is Trump and Pence. You know, 2020. That's it. I don't see any Biden signs anywhere, and I'm sorry I don't. And then, but also the other sign, and I don't know where these came from with these little stick up. Uh, you know, with the little metal post or whatever you can buy from Staples or whatever. You know, the other sign says, my governor is an idiot. Yeah, those are popping Do you see up. those? They're everywhere. Dude, yeah. I'm driving around. My governor's an idiot. Those are sitting there, and then you got the <laughs> Trump 2020. I don't see a freaking Biden here. You know, I don't see nothing out there for Biden. Well, in, in, in all fairness, you are, you know, you got to look at your look at your geographic location, too. So, um, you know, even though Michigan typically, I'm right leans, here, and I pretty much do a sixty mile radius uh, every way except for Canada, which is you know the west of us. Yeah, I I, I got the other ground covered, and there's nothing you know. <sighs> Biden signs. What is it? Biden signs are all in the basement. <laughs> nice. He has. He hasn't gotten out to put them up yet. They got. They got delivered, but they never made it. They. They never made still, it. Still. Yeah. Still stacks in the corner. Yeah. Like I don't know, honey. You didn't. We... You didn't see them all in the Zoom meeting. I don't know. There's no more cops. I mean, should we put this one up there? I don't know. Is anybody gonna come? Yeah. If we get vandalized. Oh well. Well, it was an interesting week, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what comes out of the it following week. Because now we've got uh, the other the other side that's going to come back with more of the same or something different. I don't. It, it'll be very interesting to see if the message changes, if the message stays the same. But like I said, I I just want I want answers. How are you going to fix these things? How are you going to accomplish these things? What What are you going to do? I don't want to just hear your life story and. And where you yeah. came from, and how you got here, and all oh, the hardships. You know, oh, yeah, dude. we've all had hardships. Who Man, gives we, a shit? We, we still have hardships. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's people that have been living with hardships for the last four months. It's so, so hard to be an American these days. Tell especially, me, especially when you have a high position, right? Uh-huh. Or if you live in Portland. Womp womp womp. Or Portland. Jeez. Yep. Well, here's a classic. I mean, this might be fitting right now. What's that? Yeah. Ramble on. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm done rambling on. That's enough DNC for me. I'm not talking about you. No. Not you. This should be uh, Biden's... Uh... <laughs> I'm just going to ramble on. No doubt. No. <laughs> so... Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that they 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 play and prey on the uh, sympathy of the American voter right now. It's... Well, it's an easy time to do it. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're all e- easy targets. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Break them down and, you know, oh, hey, vote for us. We'll fix everything for you, you know, because uh, we're the ones that created the problem. Now, you know, we'll solve it for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Just me. I don't know. Maybe I've said too much. Maybe not. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I can keep going, man. You want me to keep going? I'll just keep going. No, I think it's time for you to move on to your deep dive. I'm going <laughs> ramble on. <laughs> nope. I think that's a. I think that's enough uh, political bullshit for one week. Oh, and, you couldn't have uh, said it better, my and, friend. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. And there's going to be plenty of it to follow up next week. Um, oh, yeah, oh here, stay you know, I mean, yeah, we got, we stay it. tuned. While you uh, while you dig out your deep dive, I will uh, I will cover this last story that we did not get to because uh, this was interesting. Hundred and hundred, you know, and we talked about this not too long ago because there was another bust. I think almost uh, two months ago, but there was another bust. And with the border being shut down and the traffic between Canada and the U.S. being so minimal, do you really think now is the time to run drugs? 
I mean, do you think that, you know, I mean, it's just by the numbers, you know, how many vehicles are truly crossing that border right now on the slim amount? But no, uh, guess what? Coming from Canada, entering Michigan, uh, Border Patrol found a 1,114 pounds of marijuana in a truck coming from Canada. Those so. conniving Canadians. <laughs> Canadians. Yeah, all in vacuum-sealed packages, and uh, yeah, so. All right, well, listen, if you can afford to get busted with that much more, how, how where, where's the other stuff that got through? Right. And, you know I mean? Is that a decoy? I mean, obviously. Well, not. who knows? Yeah, I mean, if you're a drug question. Run, if you're a drug runner, you know, like I was. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, obviously, you know you set up the decoy, man, but why gets, why, why so much would you divert attention to that just to get the other stuff across. I mean, I that's know. a lot of, that's like 1,114 pounds of freaking marijuana. Pretty close. Marijuana's legal. <laughs> it is too. No, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm spot on when I say 1,114 pounds of marijuana. You are spot on. Okay, yeah. all right. Just yeah, wanted to get the facts done. You know, I don't want to be infactual, you know, or get the numbers wrong, you know. Or if you want it from the other, other side of it, that's more than a half of ton. Jeez. I don't want to complicate math with you. Whoa, so a, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That'd be like, it was like two thousand. You got one, so you're like 114 like pounds over, man. Like, a, you know, a ton. So how can you say that, man? Because that's not right, man. You know. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> you got to get your numbers right, man. But no, to lose that much, I mean, who's sending that? Where's that coming from? I mean... That's uh, a lot. Can- That's a lot. Canada. <laughs> it's the best. No, I, I, I understand it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, when I'm when I say who, I mean right. Who? I mean, who's the name? Who is the the pusher? You know, the goddamn pusher man. You know, as Steppenwolf said, <laughs> right? The goddamn pusher. You know, who's pushing this shit? And why to Michigan? I don't know. Anywhere else in the world, but no, Michigan. Really going to try? I mean, to get especially this right now. Really going to try? Mean, right now, we got weeds legal in Michigan. Why we, would you try to get? <laughs> well, you got to think they have probably had an alternate destination, or you know, wherever they were going with it. Oh. Who knows? But, but I'm just, I'm just saying, with the the limited amount of traffic, you know, when we were what, talking about on? the yeah. webcam, and we were watching that webcam and what was going on there, and you know, watching watching the traffic that was going across the bridge. I mean, yeah. you'd see a truck like every. You hear the air brakes and two or three minutes. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not like a steady flow of traffic. So they got they got you know kind of the pick of the litter of who they want to inspect and who they want to check out. Yeah, they got a little bit more time on their hands. They don't need to you know they don't really need to rush things. No, no. You know, especially with the (laughs) with the new technology. Seriously, yeah. You know, back in the day, I know you could fudge the bucks on or uh, fudge the books on your on your trucks. You know, sure. You know, know, whatever you go into the way station, sure, whatever, a little bit extra. You know what? You picked up hitchhiker or dead dog or whatever. I don't know what you got thrown in the back of your truck. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, 1,114 pounds of marijuana. Headed for Michigan. Guess they didn't need it. Way to go, Canada. (laughs) Anyway. Well, on that note, I would say that's probably more than enough of the news and the politics. So uh, who did you bring for a deep dive this week? Another Canadian artist. Very nice. Talking about Canada. You know, I love the segue into where you were going. That's okay. Well, nothing wrong with the Canadian artists. We love our Canadian artists. I do. I especially like For this one. For sure. I especially like sure. this one. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, didn't appreciate him as much as I do now, you know, especially his music and everything like that. But I grew up with him. You know, I'm with, with you. My, with my uncles. You know, listen to the records and, you know, uh, I'll put it out there. Uh, you know, we could talk about this in a minute. Um, obviously, I'm I'm talking about Neil Young right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a song. It's called Walk With Me. 
And uh, it's just it's just Neil just cranking, you know, in his later years. You know, it's not a uh, not one that you're going to hear on the radio or, you know. But if you can find it, you know, and that's why it's a deep dive because this one's in the archives. And uh, it got brought to me from attention from, a, you know, somebody I used to work with, her, her old man. And we have a lot of music history between us, you know. And uh, he pointed out the song, and uh, he played it on the jukebox, your jukebox at the bar that I used to work at. Oh, does that still get used? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> does it? No. Okay. I bet you don't. Since I'm not there anymore, I bet you don't make a whole lot of money anymore, Well, technically, it? they're not supposed to be touching it. So, so that's But a, that's another story. That's so, a whole other story. Yeah, all right. So, But, uh, yeah, that's uh, Neil Young Walk With Me, man. It's just Neil, you know, just putting his guitar up against the amps, you know, and getting that feedback and the echo and the reverb, and, you know, he's just cranking. So if you guys want to check this one out, man, this is this is a pretty good little uh, little something, man, from some uh, Neil Neil Young. And again, Neil Young, not Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Correct. Which you are not a fan of of Crosby. No, not per se. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I am not. I am not. And, and nothing against Neil Young. And right. nothing against you know. I love. I love CSN. I really do. I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk on this for a second huge, or not or whatever. Huge fan of CSN and huge fan of Neil Young, but for some reason, I did not care for the combination of the four of them um, when, when they did that. You know, the obviously the, they the didn't either because they got rid of. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Yeah, he was there. And and they and had yeah. a couple songs, you know, right. with you know the Ohio and and I could go on and name. Yeah, there's but there's um, but yeah, always a huge fan of Crosby, Stills and Nash, and always a fan of Neil Young. But yeah, the the group that that conglomeration together, not my thing. Not the thing. So here we go. Here is. This is actually one of my jams that I go back to, and I'll, you know, when I get in a certain mood or whatever, I, I will or, or did walk over to the jukebox and, uh, you know, crank this one out of the blue, and everybody's like, "What's that, man?" And I'm like, "That's Neil Young, you know, walk with me." Heck yeah! And obviously, yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the people have never heard the song, you know, only because I was introduced to it a couple of years ago, and I'm the only one that plays it. So here you go, roll it. This is Neil just cranking. Yeah, if you like a little bit of this, check out the video. Go to YouTube and check this out. Because Neil's just like in his zone right now. Yeah, and make sure we get the link for this so we can share it with everybody. Um, yeah, we'll put that right up on the show notes for everybody if you want to go check this out. Because that is, that is definitely Neil Young. It is. Doing what he loves. One you can man see it on, and one guitar. You can just see it on his face, man. He's just he's just enjoying playing guitar, and he's Heck just yeah. cranking. It's just yep. And it's a good riff, man. It's just like, you know, pretty heavy for Neil. You know, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. But you when know? you hear the voice and it all ties in, you know, he just he's just doing his thing, man. You yep. know, Neil's always going to do his thing. It doesn't matter. Very you know? cool. And, and, you know, nobody's ever going to push that guy around or, or persuade him to do anything different or whatever. Neil's just going to do what he wants. Yep. You know. Yep. Neil is Neil. Yeah. That's for but sure. Very, very good. Um, there is a um, uh, 
biography on Neil Young, and I do believe it's called Neil Young. I do believe the name of the biography or whatever, the video or the uh, documentary or whatever. I think it is called Walk With Me. I'm not 100% sure, but it's on like Netflix or YouTube or somewhere. You can find it, and you can watch the whole thing, and he'll take you back to his old farmhouse and you know, the stories behind his songs. Okay. Like Ohio and uh, Old Man, you know, you know, and the the needle and the damage, you know, done. Uh, you know, he'll t- he, he he gets in this old car, man. He's just going down these dirt roads. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a trip through the past through Neil Young in his eyes, you know, growing up in Canada. Okay. And, All right. But he explains why these songs were written and, you know, what happened. And it, it takes him from his childhood to, you know, where he was do you have any idea but where they find cool. that um, find that documentary? Do you know? Um, I, I, I like I said, I do believe it's just called Walk with Me. Okay, and it, it might be on YouTube or wherever uh, Netflix. I'm not quite sure. And, you know, I picked this up, and you know, it was a it was a bar conversation, and I was just told to go here. I think it was written on like a napkin, and I just did it. You know, <laughs> honestly, I mean, oh, I'm the not, way I'm, the, the way all business gets done in the bars, right? I mean, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. <laughs> Cocktail I mean, I mean, napkin and a, and a Kino pencil. Yeah, it was just like, oh, check this out, man, and it was just written down. And so, you know, I had some free time, and I went and checked it out, and I, it was it was pretty cool, man. It really was. I did watch the whole documentary, and uh, that's why I picked that for the deep dive because I've been, uh, you know, thinking about some Neil Young for for a long time. Obviously, everybody knows all the, you know, the great Neil Young songs yeah. back in the day. Awesome choice. You know, when he's sitting there, sitting there with his harmonica, and he's just, it's just the one man, you know, he's his own entity. Yep. So, so there you go. Yep. So I hope you appreciate that one and uh, maybe give you some insight or whatever and uh, give you a little bit of a direction to go check that out, man. Perfect. Especially if you like Neil Young. Perfect. I mean, yeah. So there you go. Walk with me, Neil Young. Very nice. Just a good Very one. Very nice. It's just a little bit of jam. I could have done ten other or twenty other different songs. Oh, you know, and that's right. and that's the thing. And it's like you know, it's like I was telling you earlier. I heard one that came on, and I and and, and my bad because I didn't even pay attention to the name of the song, but it was just a good old, and it wasn't the electric guitar. It was just a good old acoustic guitar and Neil Young just strumming out just him and the guitar, playing an old, which which you know is more typical for Neil Young, just the old folky style. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome, and I just say I really enjoyed it, and I hadn't, I, I had heard it, but I hadn't heard it in a long time, so it was definitely a deep dive, and I wish I would have saved that one for you. And if I find it, I'll share it with you. But okay, we'll get but, back um, to yeah, but was, I'm over here playing the speedy Q, uh, speedy Q cup straw. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like a uh, cheap violin. It's a 99 cent violin. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Can you hear it or no? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. Don't. It's my that's my favorite favorite instrument. <laughs> Didn't like that. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, things to do when you're bored. Well, on the uh, I'm sorry, I'm boring you. So I no I'll try no to... <laughs> no, I'm not bored. I'm just saying, I'm I'm just telling our listeners. You know, I mean, you ever get a speedy cue cup? You know, with a straw in it. You know, and you yeah. want to just start play, making up your own play stuff. Play a little right? ditty. Yeah, play a little ditty with your uh, with your straw and your speedy cue cup, and uh, see if you can get hooked that up to like a reverb echo machine or something. You know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, if you're bored, work you know. it out. Work yeah, it out. You work can it save out. that for when we start uh, start recording. There you I go. Know. Start recording music. You'll have your speed. We are. Up. We are. We got a lot. We got. We got a lot of time to do a lot of things, brother. We're gonna have some fun. Well, as we're having fun tonight. Not you have, to. You, uh, having, you having fun? Heck yeah. I'm having. Fun. Heck yeah. Why not? Well, not to put a put a downer on the deep dives this week, um, but not only I wanted to get back to this, and and I know we've covered the Chili Peppers before, so this mm. you know is kind of a repeat in the deep dives. You you had brought one to us, uh, oh, crime, I think probably 12, 15 episodes ago. But um, you know, not only did we lose uh, Frankie Benali uh, this week from Quiet Riot, 
but we also lost um, Jack Sherman at the age of 64. So Jack Sherman was was one of the original guitarists uh, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the 80s. So, um, you know, they they went on to say, you know, and it was it was a rough relationship. You know, he was with them, I think, uh, almost six years. But um, yeah, yeah, but those but, bands and the drugs and the other thing, you know, the group went on to say and this is a quote that uh, that uh, the RHCP family went on and posted out there on Instagram. They said Jack played on our debut album as well as our first tour of the USA. He was a unique dude. And we thank him for all the times, good, bad and in between. Peace mm-hmm. on the boogie platform. Right on. So, you know, just in just in memory, because I mean, this goes all the way back. Um, I wanted to I wanted to share a tune from way back from the first album, and what was the know, first album? The, the first the, album the, the, uh, uh, was Mofo. the Freaky Styley. Oh, Freaky Styley. Freaky Styley okay. released in 1985, and um, and what I had forgotten, I really enjoyed going back and reviewing this album. If you get a chance, you should do it because what I had forgotten is the roots, Red Hot Chili Peppers' roots with their funk. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, listening to, uh, you know, Clinton was on that, you know, one of those songs with them. And it, there's a there's a live recording with them, you know, recording, I think it was George American Clinton. Dream. Yeah, George Clinton yeah. was, yeah, you know, and so the it's very cool. Himself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Well, when you got a bass player <laughs> like uh, Flea, you know, it's just got, it just brings the funk. Sure. The funk, you know. Sure. You know. So, and so I, I did. To, and, that, and that Reverend, you know, that funk, yeah, I, I like that funk. Reverend Right Time, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going good. back to that. I'm and good that, with the funk, man. Yeah, like no, I do. The funk was a, I tried to explain it to the robot bartender we were talking about earlier when I was listening to some of the, because I mean, some of the jams that are on that album are so, so heavy, funk, funk. I mean, yes. they, they really are. And they're very cool. But I was trying to explain it to him, and I, I'm like, that's almost kind of like a transition between what what the, the R&B turned into in the disco age and what it became and what evolved, I think, is probably funk. You yeah. know, it, it, yeah. It, after after maybe or dis, disco and funk kind of came out. Maybe I guess maybe at of, the same time. Similar, whatever. yeah, yeah. You know, we're, similar. We're, we're we're rock and um, you know whatever soft rock split or whatever. Yep. You know, but that was that disco that funk. You know, they kind of split and you know same with punk and you know and the other stuff. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody kind of split. It, but if it wasn't for that one band to define you know and and set the set the ground you know ground level for everybody else to to follow suit you know? sure yeah so yeah and not and then you ended up with the chili peppers man you did you know yeah yeah and how that evolved and you know it was funny i was playing one song uh earlier and it it was so definitive you could hear the and it all of a sudden made it pop into my head who was the king of funk back then the if king, you really think the, about it, who king, was, the, in my mind, as far as notoriety and popularity, who was kind of the king of funk at that point? I would, uh, you know, we said George Clinton, but how about, may, maybe Rick James. How about was, Prince? Or, uh, Prince was funk. Yeah, Prince was very, pretty. when he wasn't doing his yeah, mellow mellow ballad style, the other side of Prince, and, and you really didn't hear, I mean, some of his early albums you heard it, but you really didn't hear it until Prince came out with that artist, artist formerly named as, mm-hmm. and if you go to that first album he did when he became the artist formerly, formerly named as Prince, became a sing, or, uh, that uh, was became, funk. Yeah, when there was so a, much. Uh, symbol. Yep, yeah. yep. So, anyways, off to the you know the whole uh, the whole funk uh, you know whatever I was yeah, kind of revisiting all that, but 
But for this week, I brought um, my my deep dive as I went all the way back to the uh, Freaky Styly album and okay. went deep into the album. And this is a tune from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers called Sex Rap. So yeah, all the way back to 1985 uh, for Freaky Styly and some of the other some of the other top ones on there. I mean, the American Ghost Dance was the one I was trying to think of that had uh, George Clinton on it. And if you get a chance to watch that video, it's pretty cool because it's an unedited version of it that um, uh, when when George Clinton's almost kind of instructing them, you know, how to how to play some funk and and how to do it. Um, you want some more funk? Go to uh, this number seven, Black Eyed Blonde. Uh, number eight, Brothers Cup. Um, you know some of the some of the you know the other top ones on. I think Hollywood was uh, pretty, and then of course the uh, you know the 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 album cover, uh, Freaky Styly. So good stuff on that. And if you haven't visited that in a while, and you are a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, jump back to the '80s and check some of that out. So anyway, yeah, talking about uh, you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers like that, man. Uh, that was a that was a pretty cool album, man. I remember listening to that. You know, those guys, Californian, uh, had that rock, and they didn't get a lot of airplay except for like some college stuff or whatever, right? You know, uh, WSGR again. Uh, uh, you know, I don't even know if they're in existence, but it's ninety one point three FM, St. Clair. You know, you probably dig it up anywhere you want. But my album for Chili Peppers was Mother's Milk. Now, Mother's Milk really, I mean, every single uh, song on that was a hit for me because they, you know, they put a higher ground on there. Then there was a Subway to Venus, um, on and on and on and on, you know, and it was just that album resonated with me more than any other one. You know, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, uh, the you know, after that was great. And but I still retro back to, you know, Mother's Milk for me that. Uh, that was the epitome of the Red Hot Chili Peppers for me at their, you know, maybe third, fourth, or fifth album or whatever that they did. You know, you're not wrong either because you know, if you look at their all time, uh, all time tops, you know, top songs. I think I got the top twenty or whatever up here in front of me. You know, um, Good Time Boys from Mother's Milk still pops up in their top twenty. So that's my. I mean, even though Good Time Boys, man, yeah, I love that song. Even you though know. you have so many other ones, you know, California, Californication, Blood, you know, Blood Sex, I mean, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, all those albums are are in the tops. Yes, Mother's Milk still does have songs. That pop yep. into their top songs so yeah like it was said, uh good time boys uh subway to venus um you know uh but, but man uh higher ground when they covered uh stevie wonder yep i mean i can go on and on yep. i mean but uh, you you could play that whole album and that you know what that's gonna be maybe my top 11 next week where it is what album that I've actually sat and listened to to its entirety that you can actually sit through and listen to. So ironically, even though they had their their outs, you know, so you know, Jack Sherman did also do some work with them on on their Abbey Road EP. Okay, and Mother's Milk. So, so 
he was a little bit a part of that. He was. He okay. was. But then, it, you know, then it kind of got worse as far as the relationship because when when um, the Chili Peppers got inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2012, he was not included in it whatsoever. Nah, so that really was kind of the. It, it is. It is because you know he's kind of. It's, it's painful the, to be the, left out. The of The beginnings, stuff. you know, yeah. and even yeah. though even though the Freaky album wasn't really mainstream, like you say, the mofo, uh, the mofo punk. Uh, what was the what was that? The mofo funk party or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great album too. Yep. But Mother's yep. Milk. Yeah. Yep. So, but you know that that happens. I think with a lot of people that they don't get the credit. You're right. You know when they're right. when they're on there, and there's probably been so much more. And the only one that really stands out with me was when uh, Randy Rhodes had passed away. Going back to Quiet Riot, and I'll segue right into this because it just it this had to happen this way. And when uh, Jakey e. Lee stepped in for Randy Rhodes on uh, with Ozzy, you know Jakey e. Lee wrote two of those albums. And did not get, you know, that's why Jakey e. Lee is not uh, a fan. I, you didn't hear from him for like 20 years because he was such a great guitarist, even though he's in Badlands and everything else like that. But right. um, he was so mad at Ozzy because Ozzy did not give him the credit that he was due. Yeah. Like, yeah. really, you know, dude, you are playing an instrument on an album and that's a classic that's, you know. Everybody knows your stuff, and you, you should get credit for that. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's it's too bad that uh, you know that politics in in the music biz uh, that that happens. They're everywhere. It, politics are everywhere. You know, I, I I get your royalties and I get your other stuff. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and everybody wants to get paid and stuff like that. But you're not you're not going to take that money with you, man. No nope. credit where credit's due. No, nope. I hear it. you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 important. It's important. <laughs> And who knows where that goes for the rest of their career? I mean, if you know that that career could have been different if he showed up on Ozzy's album as a as a as a creditor, you know, somebody could have saw that, or you know, it's it's like building a resume. And if you sure. can put that stuff on your resume and it has credibility by being part of those credits, maybe it, in underground, but uh, you know, uh, publicly or recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yep. in underground, Absolutely. everybody knows who you are, but you know, publicly and recognized. I mean, yep. you know, just you know. Everything's got to be a brand name, you know. Yep. You know, uh, you know, Empire State Building didn't get built by one person. You know, <laughs> there's not one person. You know, it took thousands of people to build a <laughs> empire. You know, exactly. You know, but one person gets credit for it. And it's like, come on. I hear you. Anyway, yeah, I hear you. Anyway, well, so that's uh, so yeah, we're doing a loop another, another another one. Jack Sherman, rest in peace. Lost him at the age of 64. So we'll give him credit, even if even if the we'll give uh, him credit. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame won't. We'll uh, we'll we'll give him his we'll give him his due. Because... Two guys in a bottle of right here. There we go. Giving Frankie his no nope. Frankie his dues. Well, Frankie and Jack. Frankie and lost, Jack lost them yeah. both this week. So man, it seems like a lot. You know, yeah, I'm just like wow. Know. You know? Well, I always worry because it seems like everything happens in a death triangle. So that's that's one too. I it almost worries me who the third might be because I don't like the death triangles, but mm-hmm. they seem to they seem to happen that way for some reason. It does. I'm you not I'm not sure up. sure what that is, but something with the threes. So uh, you have a top eleven as we circumvent. Yeah, I know. It, and word? last, yeah, is that a word? <laughs> yeah, recircumvent. All right. And I almost made big words my top 11, you know, with definition. I was going to ask Google and, uh, you know, have Google read out the definitions of these big words, you know. Uh, maybe another like time. Big words. You'll love this show. 
<laughs> so segue back and coming around quiet right you know i got the top 50 songs but i'm gonna again i'm gonna pick out my top 11 for quiet riot okay just to give them their dues because yeah. that's where we were Heck we yeah. did we did the eight you know 1985 we did that you know we gave 1985 its dues you know sure top videos on mtv not necessarily the top hit songs but the top 10 or the top 11 videos okay yep. right so yep. you're right not to be misconstrued with a bunch of other crap or whatever like that and but, just to throw yeah. in just a really really the, weird well not videos. really weird but just since you brought up videos another thing that red hot chili peppers are awesome at is videos and especially some of those old videos mm -hmm. if you want to see some cool videos go back and watch some of those uh those old uh, chili peppers videos they're very oh. cool too dude fight like a brave video when that when that came yeah. out like fight yeah. like a brave yeah uh i still one of my favorite videos yeah way back i mean that 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 put those guys on the map yep and if it wasn't for the video, maybe you didn't get to uh, get that notice or uh, notoriety or whatever right. that you know came right. back if you didn't have a video for that song. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know how many uh, videos Quiet Riot put out, you know, for every song that they ever did, but I'm going to give you my top eleven because I got fifty of them sitting here. Okay. And I'm going to pick again my top eleven. All right. Very now, good. Maybe you might know them, maybe not know, and uh, whatever album they were on, it's that it's not categorized, you know. It's just songs, but I'm gonna pick out, you know, some of the obvious, some of maybe not the, not the obvious, but the ones that I remember from Quiet Riot. Like if I if I had, if I was gonna go to their concert, these are these are top eleven songs that I want to hear. Perfect. All right. So everybody knows. Come on, feel the noise. Boom. Right. Yeah, that's the one we just previewed earlier. And we're not gonna go through and drag you out for a half an hour <laughs> with the you know the videos of Quiet Riot again or whatever we did last week, but you know, uh, bang your head. Bam! Yeah, bang! That was head. that was one of the tops too. Yeah, in mental men, uh, mental health, mental you know, health. which is bang your head. You know, I mean they got it, it's both. It's like you know they got the uh, quotations. It's like bang your head, mental health. Hey, who? I mean, if you Google either one, it's gonna pull up the same song. Yep, you see what I'm saying? Yep. All right, so, but uh, yeah, uh, Slick Black Cadillac, man, and, and from my understanding, with Slick Black uh, Cadillac and that song, that was one of their favorite songs to play live. Really? Yeah. Okay. They they admitted it. They're just like it was just a just one of those songs that they just used to love play live, man. That fun. And and that was on you know Mental Health the album you know. Sure. So yeah, um, don't want to let you go. If you get a chance, check that one out. Uh, that's my that's my number four, uh, which is uh, don't want to let you go. Uh, you remember this one, Mama? We're all crazy now. Yes, I do. My mama, we're, we're all crazy now. Yep. Yes, I do. And this one, man, uh, there's very few guys that, you know, come into the bar where I used to do, you know, bartender or whatever and plays. And when we got into that quiet uh, riot mode, uh, this was a song which was called Love's a Bitch. Mm -hmm. Love's a bitch, baby. Love's a bitch, bitch, bitch. Yep. So dig that one up, you know. Um, there was another song called Breathless, which was, you know, B-side. I mean, we did B-sides before or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, not saying that Quiet Riot had a B-side because I don't think they were. They were <laughs> there wasn't any B-sides anymore because the 45s were gone. Yep. You know, bad time. Yep. They, they, they uh, showed up on the scene. But, yeah, Breathless was pretty cool. And then there's the intro, man, uh, which was called uh, Battle Axe. Which is, you know, Carlos uh, Chavez uh, 
just ripping and it was just you know it was it was his version of eruption for eddie van halen gotcha it was his i don't know if i remember that yeah it's called battle axe okay. and it was just his version of you know van halen's eruption you know you know one that was it that that's all i could say i mean that was it you know everybody had to have one show off their guitar skills or whatever but yeah battle axe on that uh, uh mental health album then there was Thunderbird, which was a tribute to uh, Randy. They wrote that song, Thunderbird, for Randy Rhodes when he had passed away. Okay. So just so you know that Thunderbird is uh, a tribute to Randy Rhodes. I did not know that. Yes, it is. They wrote that song specifically for Randy. Okay. Yeah, that is their you know, nice. farewell kind of thing, you know, kind of putting him in there for being in Quiet Riot and just remembering him. So- Thunderbird, check that one out, and then uh, let's get crazy. Remember that one? Let's get crazy. I do. Yeah, remember that one very well. Let's get down. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was number 10. So, you guys want to – anybody else got maybe a quiet – you got a quiet right song that you uh, didn't uh, – I didn't cover. I think you've covered most of my favorites. Yep. Those were those were the, uh, the ones that I remember uh, very, very well. Um but there was another song. It was called "Scream and Shout," and oh, yeah. I don't I don't know what album it was on, but I remember hearing it somewhere, and it just kind of stuck out. I'm thinking maybe it was some of the earlier stuff. Gotcha. So yeah, check out "Scream and Shout." So number eleven. Well, just because you brought it up, I thought we'd run a little battle axe for you. There it is. The only problem is, even though this is Quiet Riot, we are we are not paying tribute to the guitar player. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think the proper way to close out your top eleven and our dedication to uh, to Frankie is right here. You remember this video with a guy sitting in a straight jacket in a padded I do. cell? You know, that's and so that's really that's one thing that I um I appreciate about uh, about Frankie is, you know, he's one of those he's one of those solid drummers. I mean, he's not a 
I don't want to. He's not a technical drummer. He's not a Neil Peart. He's not a you know Stuart Copeland or you know he's a but he's but he's solid. And there's a lot to be said for a drummer that's just you know solid keeps the beat. He's like a metronome. Yeah, you know he can just. And that's important. Some things don't need to be oversimplified. Uh, exactly. No. Exactly. So, yeah. Ringo, so yeah. Ringo did it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the Beatles. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and doesn't need to be oversimplified. No, man. Ringo's far from technical, but uh, but yeah, he's a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that, was that a slam? You did. <laughs> Ringo's far from technical. Uh, oh, that's fucking funny. No, yeah. I, I, and I do. I, I do respect and appreciate Ringo Starr, but at, at the same time. Again. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Just funny. a different kind of drummer. Just you know, a different it's, kind uh, of drummer. Yeah. You know, they come in every flavor, shape, and form, so. Right. Nothing well, Frankie rocked. He, he rocked with the best of them. So he did. Right. He did. And we we yeah. always do pay our dues to all the, uh, you know, the greats. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. So yeah, those Neil, were... Pert, Neil Pert. Uh, you know, I mean, drummers, guitarists, uh, bass players, uh, just singers. You know, we've all we we pay tribute to. Yep. So yep. Thank you for influencing us, uh, one way, shape, or form, or another, and uh, we appreciate it. And everybody else and you influenced. Yeah. You know? and if it I mean, wasn't, it's... you know, wasn't for you guys, man. I mean, we. We'd live in a dull, somber, docile. Almost darn near pioneers in the industry. Yep. You know, I mean, first first big metal band that really went mainstream and kind of forged the way. They did. So. They cranked it. Yep. Yep. So yep. if you're a metal fan whatsoever, you got to truly appreciate Quiet Riot. Yeah. Kevin DeBro, man, when he came out, he was uh, he was the epitome of almost crazy because uh, he played the part. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was a great. He was a great lead singer, right. man. He had a great voice and a great band. You know, I mean, they had great intentions. You know, <laughs> so there you go. There's a quiet riot shit for you. Well, perfect. Rock on. Rock perfect. On. Perfect. Well, did you say Neil Perfect? Neil Perfect? No, I didn't. Neil. Neil I did, Perfect. I did not. Right. I did not. All right. I did. Well, <laughs> Neil Perfect. Neil Perfect. Well, on that note, I think it's uh, I think it's time, and so we're doing something completely different this week. And this, now, this for was, something this completely was, different. Um, this was something I came across. So instead of the joke of the week this week, yeah, we are actually going to do the poem of the week. And uh, this poem of the week, since it's something completely different, is uh, brought to us by our original sponsor. Brought to you by Knack Knuck and the snow people of the Himalayas, who remind you... So our longtime original sponsor is uh, is bringing us, uh, you know, and this is something that uh, maybe some of you can relate to, and maybe some of you can't, and and hopefully if you can't relate to it, you never do. But um, when you uh, when you actually end up in your life at some point uh, having a parole officer, one of the things you need to do towards the end of your of your uh, parole is you have to write a letter of some form to, you know, explain how you've been reformed and, and what's changed. But uh, this was a letter, and I won't I won't get into name and names on here or anything like that because I don't know that that's appropriate, but this was a letter that we received um, from from uh, from a parolee. Um, not, we, not a lot of things that we've done on this podcast are appropriate. <laughs> well, that's why I'm leaving the names out. But something about this letter, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, it just, it stood out to me. So I just want to read through this and it's, you know, it's a, it, it, this is a guy that kind of, I, I guess probably almost went over and above what your normal letter needs to be to your PO. But, um, um, yeah, just let me read this for you. Oh, um, I mean, I'm, so, you got my attention. So, well, so the title of it is the greatest probation officer in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, is that an oxymoron? 
Uh, no, you, but I think it's a great title for a song. If you've ever been in that position, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, dude, I'm maybe, gonna have to write a song about this, man. Because <laughs> we know there's good POs and bad POs, but uh, but apparently this guy felt pretty strongly about his. So let me read this to you. Well, good for him. He says, "I made a mistake some time ago, one I shall not repeat. My sentence was less than pleasant, my demeanor less than sweet. I lost my liberties for a minute until they gave them back." It opened my eyes, another lesson learned, cognition back on track. Oh, it's a rhyming. Oh, I didn't know. Did you miss the poem part? I, I know, but I just didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> no, really, I didn't. I did, but I didn't. I'm, I'm getting. So mind. here's a poem. Never mind. Here's I a poem got, that was written a, by a parolee to their parole officer. Okay, a poem. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, I ended up being supervised for the layman on probation. At first, I took it as an inconvenience, a perpetual aggravation. Until I transformed to Crawford County, my woes seemed not to end. Until I met my new supervising agent, whom I now consider a friend. Usually when someone gets off probation, they tend to run amok. Never looking back toward the office where they were once stuck. I can't seem to stay out of the out of the courthouse. I like my old babysitter. I like him to know that he made a difference and that I'm no quitter. This gentleman helped me find a job and talked to me with respect. Something an ex-con seldom finds the last time that I checked. I finally yanked my head out of the place it used to be, I found inspiration in a few things my PO said to me. He took the initiative to provide positive reinforcement. This poem isn't just a token of gratitude for his attitude, even though laws have been broken. He treated me as an adult male, a man with places to go. Thank you, sir, for being the best and last probation officer I'll ever know. Wow. I know. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's an over and above exit letter, if you will. And uh, I just, I saw that and, you know, and, and thought it was it was pretty cool. And call him a kiss ass or call him whatever you want to call him. But uh, if he meant it and he was sincere, that just goes to show you that maybe to a certain extent the system does do what it's supposed to do. I, I don't know. Don't know what his offense was. Don't know what he did. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. But don't know. Don't know. No. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. But yeah, I just I, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty cool poem. And, and dude, uh, I haven't wrote. I, I haven't wrote wrote a. I used to write poems. Okay. And I haven't wrote a poem in twenty years, and I'm gonna have to dig one out. There you go. There uh, you go. I'll dig up an archive. I will share a, a sentiment piece of my <laughs> personal uh, thing for you, and I'll, I'll dig it up because I do have some archives and some other things that I, I used to write. Well, there's something to look forward to. I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know. I, all you got to do is put them to music, and you might have a new song, my friend. You know what? I am. I'm going to dig them up. There you go. No, I do. I have them, and I'll find them. Do it. Yeah, then we'll just do see it. what happens. You never know what's going to happen. I have a song, and it's called I'm the One, and I'm going to put that to music. And that that is the one that rings true to me that I wrote. It's called I'm the One. Okay. And I, I would really love to put that to music, you know, because... You know, I did write the lyrics, you know, it's 100%, no forgery, no plagiarism, no nothing. And it was just 
You know, if you don't write stuff down, I mean, when you go back to it, it's like, you know, what was your state of mind? What were you thinking? Uh, right. Kind of thing or right. whatever. Right. And it gets it gets lost because, you know. So I used to write everything down. and But that was that that was the one that I want to do. Okay. But there's so much other pages that I've... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's other there's other things that I wrote down, and uh, it'd be interesting to go into that archive and uh, kind of see, you know, uh, lyric lyric wise, you know, exactly where I was thinking. Perfect. But yeah, I probably got 50, 50, 60, maybe maybe hundred different kind of songs, uh, limericks, poems, or just kind of stuff that I threw together, and it's all just sitting there in the archives. So. Sounds like you got some work to do. Yeah, it'd be fun, man, <laughs> you know, go back through that. But the, the but the one I want, you know, to put down on some track, some whack, you know, is uh, I'm the one. All right. Yeah. Well, dig that out. I know. I know right where it's at, so I'll, uh, I'll grab it out. We'll see where it goes from there. And I might recite it, you know, not to music or whatever. I might recite it here, and then we'll put it to music, you know, and then you guys will have the lyrics, and then you'll know. We'll you know. send it to Nopa Setic, have her put it to music for you. I, you know what? I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> as long as I get my f- credit, you know, I'll be lost, lost, and didn't get no credit for nothing that I did on somebody's album. Right, you know. right. Don't make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you, on that note, folks, I, uh, I, we, we appreciate all the new Twitter followers. You yes. Know. Thanks, thanks, guys. It's, yeah, uh, the it's twit, awesome the to see the, uh, the, the tweets and the, and the twits and, the, and Twitter all, heads. The, all the stuff growing up. And, uh, can, and we call them Twitter, can we call them Twitter heads? Twitter heads? I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's a term for the... Uh, I just did. I, I just made it up. Tweeters or Twitters or... Yeah, I know there's Twitter tweakers heads. and twatters, but... Yeah, I think those yeah. are a different group of people, though. Right. But the Twitter... <laughs> I, well, let's, let's just call them Twitter heads. Well... What's up, you Twitter That'll heads? That'll work. That'll yeah, I'm work. Done with that. But it's been fun. It I had has a, been I had fun. A, I had a good time in the studio tonight. And wait until next week when we get to cover the uh, the RNC. That'll be almost as much fun as it was this week. So until that time, we, we are out. out.